Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm here with Addison, who is a Air Force brat. So Addison, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for letting me come on and just talk. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about. So kind of start by telling me what it's like for you been, you know, growing up in the military family. It was definitely something that was I didn't realize like how shaping it was because I grew up in military communities for all of my childhood. And so everybody was the same and I didn't realize like how much it like actually changed like made a person who they were. Because now I live in a town where it is not a military town. Our nearest military <laughs> base is three hours away. And nobody it, it, like understands at all. Like when I say, oh, I lived in Germany, they're like, wait, you what? <laughs> and so they, I have to like take a step back and tell them and everything. But it was really cool. And I always love telling people about it. and Because it's just something that they don't know. Because it's not a life that they live or anything. So cool to like see people's reactions when they hear like somebody that is not at all from their community, like from childhood and up. It's pretty cool to like see how people react in the questions that they ask. So I always get different questions. Yeah. And, you know, I totally relate with you on moving away from the military community. And it it's so different, like such a struggle in its own self because you're not by what you know and those people and it's so different but what was it like you know growing up overseas also it was so different and I don't think I really like thought about it that much when I was young because I was like seven when we moved there we had moved there like a month after I had turned seven and so I was just little and I was just going with whatever my parents told me to do And, like, looking back at it all and everything, I'm like, that is something that most grown adults don't even get to experience. And it was pretty cool because with it being Germany, it's there's, like, four bases there, just Air Force. And so then, like, you run into people even when you move back to the States that may have been at a different base, but we're still in Germany. And it's always cool to think about, oh, like, what if I ever ran past them, like, at some historical place overseas because all of us traveled that's all we did for our holidays because it was such a trek to travel back to the states for holidays so people right. would just go places like I remember we went to Thanksgiving once one year and just had spaghetti instead of turkey <laughs> and so it's just a whole different experience like we had German immersion, like there were German immersion classes where if you were going to be there long term, their parents would put them in a German immersion class to learn German just as almost more than they were learning English. And it was wow. pretty crazy. I'm glad my parents did it, though, because I had no clue what anybody was ever saying that came out of those classes. <laughs> yeah, because it's literally... I mean, it's a whole new country. It's a whole new culture, a whole new language. Mm -hmm. There's so much that 
is just different than what we're used to over here. Mm -hmm. And so much of, you know, our, our, our culture, you know, we ended up taking for granted and then, you know, you get to see a whole new place and you're like, Oh my gosh. And, you know, you see what is normal for their lives and, you know, going to a castle is normal where over here, I don't even, we don't really have castles. So (laughs) there's so much of a difference. (laughs) no no and you know it's so fun listening to people who graduated in germany in those schools and like yeah they did senior pictures at a castle like how surreal is i know i know i'm a senior and i'm like can we fly back because i used to always see my mom on facebook with our friends and there was one girl that she was a senior and i was like i take a picture at a waterfall in the middle of nowhere in Germany nowhere in Texas yeah exactly and you know it's just so fun getting to to hear the different experiences of you know being overseas versus being here or being you know Europe versus Japan and Korea and there's so many different places that a lot of people exactly you don't think of you know, military families living in Japan unless you are part of a military family. So it's always weird. Um, And same way with Germany and Italy and England. There's so many different places that you could be stationed. And it's just incredible to to get to experience those things and be part of something so, so special. Yeah, it's really cool. Because like 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 I said, like people are like I didn't know that they did all that or anything. Like some people don't even know that we have like military bases where people with families go and live like on a yearly basis, right? For years at a time. And like what? They they really <laughs> just think that like whoever's in the military goes. And I'm like, no, they allow us to go with them because they're right. just cool like that. And like. It's just, and then, like, I've even met military kids that never stationed overseas because of, like, whatever their parents' job was, and they always even thought it was cool. Like, they knew we had the bases over there, and it was just, they just were always so intrigued to hear about it, but then they were also the ones that lived in, like, half the states or lived in Hawaii, so you're like, I want to hear about all the different states you lived in because I want to go to that state. I want to go to Hawaii. Like, I knew a girl who was born in Hawaii when I was in Germany. I was like, I was born in Florida. She's like, like, she has like a Hawaiian middle name because she's born in Hawaii. Aww. So it's just really cool to like hear where everybody's from. Yeah, and that's like the best part of it is being able to, because not everybody goes to the same bases, lives in the same Mm -hmm. states and same countries. And so being able to just compare different experiences and, you know, we're all jealous about somebody else. (laughs) You know, there's something where somebody got to live somewhere and there's always that little bit of jealousy no matter what. And so it's really fun just getting to experience that and be part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. What kind of struggles did you face growing up as a military kid? Definitely the whole friend realm of it, especially when you're younger. I think, like, 
as kids were like if you were older and moving around it wasn't as hard because you weren't in the same class with those kids every day or you had a phone so you could get their number or their Facebook or whatever but when you're like seven and all you have is an iPod and a 3DS like you can't keep <laughs> with your friends with that or anything so you're like well I see you someday but you never see them and it's always cool um when, like when I got Instagram, like, one of the first things I did was looked up like my three best friends from third grade, and um, and actually none of them live that far, which is really wild. And oh, I think yeah. only one of them is still in military. I don't remember, but like one of them lives in Colorado Springs. One of them lives in Texarkana or Little Rock. I can't remember. And then one lives up in Oklahoma. I'm like, I lived in Germany with you guys and now you live like three hours away. Yeah. And I'm like, this is wild. This is wild. I was like, there's no way. And then like I even ended up moving back to Florida with one of my friends that I had in third grade. Like we both knew what state we were going to, but we didn't know what like because his mom went to Hurlburt and my dad went to Eglin. So they were like different bases and everything. Yeah. But they're like 20 minutes down the road from each other. And um, then I saw him on, like, the first day of school. I was like, what are you doing here? (laughs) And so it's just really cool to, like, be able to run into people. Even when you move back and there are people that remember you or you're like, I remember everybody, but nobody remembers me because we were six. So it was just – it was pretty crazy. And it's it's always really hard, like, when you do go back and nobody remembers you because that's what happened because I had been at my elementary school for kindergarten. And evidently I have – a steel mind and just can remember every little detail about literally anything because um yeah I just (laughs) can remember things so really well but people are like I have no clue what you're talking about yeah and so my best friend that I had in kindergarten remembered me and she still talks to me we still talk and I actually went back we went back to Florida for a little trip and we saw her and it was really cool but and then like when and the retirement creeps up, like your parent retiring, and you're like, well, we're staying here. And then my parents are like, uh, we're not. <laughs> we're, going, we're going halfway across the country to a state that I knew. Like, I know this town is where all my family lives. But I never lived here. I never met any kids while I was visiting. I was just hanging out with my cousins. And so it was very odd. I went to a private Catholic school for middle school. And so I walk in. I'm the only new kid. This is a small school. They don't get like 10, 20 new kids every year. It's the same kids, like same 13 kids all day, every day for like all of their childhood. And I walk in and I'm like, hey, my grandma works in the parish. So everybody (laughs) knows my grandma. So definitely they know me and I don't know any of you. Oh, my gosh. so it was really hard, but, like, they were also excited to meet somebody new that I didn't feel left out at all. It was pretty crazy. And it's, like, all the different things that, like, I don't think a lot of people think about when it does with military life. Like, they do think about, oh, it must be hard to, like, keep it in touch with friends and everything, especially if you grow up in it. But, like, even the stuff that isn't directly affecting like you like if it's even something that would be like your parent that is struggling with it because that because you are they are like best friends because you are moving around and everything 
And so when your parent has something that they're struggling with, it like affects you because you're like, oh, well, my best friend is struggling pretty much. It's like a best friend relationship with your parents. It's not even just my parents. It's, oh, they're my best friends because they're the people that move around with me. And um, so like definitely like with my dad, like with all of his PTSD stuff and when he had to go to do sleep tests and everything just so they could like track all of his like his brain and his heart and everything it was really hard especially because I was a little I didn't know why like my mom would tell me you can't wake dad up in the morning you have to wake me up or you can't shake dad awake you have to tap him lightly and you have to say dad dad you can't like come screaming in at six o'clock in the morning i want to watch tv i want lucky right. charms he's gonna flip out and he's gonna lose his mind and it's it, it's a hard thing for little kids to understand and i think i definitely think it's something that i don't think a lot of people think about because they think about oh well veterans they have like a lot of them have ptsd but i don't think they necessarily think about how that can affect other people unless it comes from a veteran and I think, like, that's one thing that I always, like, tell my friends. I'm like, there's a lot of things that weren't even my issues, that, but they were my dad's. And it just was, like, really hard because he was my, he, like, he was my hero. Like, he's this really big buff dude who shoots big guns on planes. Like, that's, <laughs> that's just literally how I grew up describing my dad to people. And so it's, like, really odd when you don't have friends that understand that and they are like well why does your dad act like that I'm like well, that's because he's literally been through the most insane stuff that your parents can't even imagine like and even just um just moving around for him is hard like he wasn't like we weren't when we were overseas there was stuff that happened like his uncle Max died and it was really hard and, like, like, that was one of the first times I'd ever seen my dad cry. I'd never seen him cry until yeah. that day and when we heard that he had passed away. And, like, when my dog passed away, that really hurt me because that was my baby. But um, yeah. there's just a lot that you miss. Like, you miss, you miss family reunions. You miss holidays when you're away and you don't want to have to take a day travel back overseas to go spend time with your family like that sounds awful but it, it's a lot especially when you have two little kids because I have a younger sister so when I was when we were overseas I was six seven and eight and she was like a year old she turned a year old after we moved so she wasn't even she was like hardly eight months when we moved so it was like really wild and like my sister she doesn't remember anything and so we always talk about, oh, we went here, we went there. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, <laughs> um, but, like, you just miss so much. Or you have these experiences that then people will be like, like, those are your experiences. And it just sounds like you're bragging all the time when you say, oh, well, when I lived in Germany, people are like, if you say, hey, you lived in Germany one more time, we're going to lose it. Like, right. I think a lot of the time people don't think about, like, that is how I lived. Like, I lived there. I can't just say I did live there. Because I know one time somebody's like, you just think about where you live. And that you lived overseas and that you lived in Florida. And this was one of my friends that had never, hardly ever, out of the state of Texas and was like I like I just don't get why you always say it and I'm like well that's because like 
that's how I grew up. Like I grew up living in Germany and Florida. I didn't grow up living in the same town for 12 years. I grew up in different places with different people going to all these places because we had nothing else to do. There was nothing else to do except go to these places that you could just walk into for free. And that occupy little kids that while well, my parents are trying to decompress too. It's like here in the States, you go to Six Flags or you go to the park or you send your kids to your grandkids to your parents for the day. It, that way you can have a day to yourself when you're not overseas with nobody but your family and hardly have anybody that you can like in a close circle with. It's hard to just like say, hey, go hang out with this person today so I can have my space it's hard to do that when you don't have anybody over there to do that for and so it's just I think it's a lot of things that people don't um like think about that are really hard because like the making friends isn't that hard because then people get really intrigued and that's how you make friends they get right. super intrigued about like how you live and then you become friends through that so I think it is just the like aspect of People don't understand that, yeah, I talk about living in Germany. Well, I lived there for three years of, like, my childhood. That's what I did. I went to these castles I could just walk into. I went to Rome, and I went to Greece because my parents wanted to give us an experience that they didn't have as kids and that they wanted to give us something to remember other than sitting in base housing all summer or not going home to see our family they wanted to give us something to like in place of that so we didn't just be like I lived in Germany I sat in my base housing went to school during the school year and then we moved back like I like you take advantage of what you can when you get those really cool opportunities it's just like when you go off to college like you want to take the opportunity to get go to places that you've never been like you want to take the opportunity to get away from home it's just like if you're not in the United States where you don't have all of these really cool historical things, you want to take the advantage to go see all these really cool historical things. Yeah. And I think that's just one thing that people don't realize. It's like taking advantages of sports. Like if you have the chance to go to like a really, really good sports camp, like a, a really good sports camp at a really good college that you want to attend and play for, then you're going to take that chance if you can. And so it's just stuff like that. It's really hard to explain sometimes especially when they don't live have with the same way as you right and so like sometimes it's hard to get them to understand because like you said like that's how you grew up that's how you lived you know <laughs> those are part of your experiences yeah. and part of your life that you cherish and everyone else is like well we didn't get that but mm-hmm. like that's their they have different experiences. You have different experiences. It's all about how you live your life. And, you know, you're just here to share experiences. Really, that's all we're here to do is experience things and share it. And, you know, it can be frustrating sometimes. So, like, with that back and forth of, you know, trying to explain yourself and explain the military life. Because not everyone you go to and meet, you're like, I don't want to explain all of this all over again. Yeah. You're like, I'll give you the quick rundown. My dad flew on planes 
shot really big guns and we got to live in cool places and now we're done and now we're here where all of our family is. That's pretty much what I tell everybody. I'm like, I don't know how else you want me to explain it without spending three hours telling you every single detail of like how my dad got into it and everything. It's like really wild. You're like, they're like, well, like, what, did, what does your dad specifically do? Like, you're not going to know what any of these words mean. <laughs> I don't even necessarily know what his rank right. really did. But I can tell you and you can look it up if you're that interested. Exactly. And it's hard to to get people to understand that sometimes. And then, you know, it's hard to explain the PTSD to to civilians yeah. who, I mean, everyone goes through traumatic situations at some point in their life. It's inevitable, it seems. But when you're dealing with a parent who has PTSD and you're young and you're like, you can't wake him up a certain way. You have to, you know, be very specific yeah. on things like that. And so it's definitely yeah. way more of a challenge because even half of the stuff they see when they're deployed, they can't even talk about. You know, it's so, yeah. so secretive. Like, my dad, like, people will ask my dad questions. Yeah. Like, yeah. people will ask my dad questions. They're like, oh, like, is Area 51 real? He's like, I can't confirm nor deny. And, like, that's just his response to everything. And people are like, so it exists? And he's like, I can't confirm or deny. Like, there's even things that he, like, I would ask him questions about his deployments. I'm like, well, what did you go do this time, Dad? Like, did you go, like, he can pretty much tell me, the country he went to and what like how much he had to fly on the plane like if he was there to fly on the plane and drop bombs and use the machine gun or if he was there to just do some groundwork with the planes like it wasn't like he couldn't be like oh we got to go blah 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 blah, blah. like it was yeah. like the bare minimum and then people would ask me, oh, your dad got back. Where did he go? And everybody understood that in military town. Like, every kid knew, like, there was that that their dad or mom couldn't say. And then there was that that they could. And I had friends who had parents that could not say a word about what they did. Like, they were, like, classified stuff. I was like, how are you even in freaking Florida if you had this classified stuff? How are you not at the Pentagon and watching <laughs> Like, that's, like, when they could not even tell me, like, what their parent rank was I was like okay your parent doesn't tell you anything I was like this is crazy like my dad like he would tell us stuff but he was like now I wouldn't really go tell anybody because then they're gonna ask questions and you can't tell them because I can't tell you and I was like pretty much yeah I won't I I guess I won't tell anybody so it's always been kind of wild to like just even imagine like what your dad went through I think that's the hardest part with PTSD too like my dad he was able to tell me like where his came from he they had gone to um as it was one of his first deployments to the Middle East and I can't remember where exactly it was but they had gone into like a little the one of their little hospitals or whatever and saw like a little girl or a little kid like my age at the time that was like gone pretty much that was that was uh, like very gone and they were just trying to make her comfortable at that point and I that's what really put him that's what gave him the PTSD really is because well that was a kid his own daughter's age his first daughter's age and like that was terrifying for him to think and I think that's really because he had seen stuff like he worked in the dental field before he went to combat and 
So he wasn't like, oh, I can't see gross things. But it's like when it's something that you can relate to in a way, like, oh, I have a kid that age. It's like, that's scary to think about. And I think that's, from what he's told me, that's really what set in all of that. And then it didn't help with him, you know, being a gunner and everything who did, did fly the planes and go kill the bad guys, as I still say. I'm still saying on the inside <laughs> to kill the bad guys. Yes. And so that just adds on top of the seeing a little kid my age at the time being like really in bad shape and it's really hard to think about that like that your dad is so broken over that and it, like you want to fix it like as a little kid you're like what can I do can I just give you a big old hug around your neck and it's all gonna be better that's how you look at it and that's still kind of how I look at it sometimes and, and it's just so hard and I don't think people think about it um as much with the like it's not all the same for everybody and like different things trigger it like it could be like fireworks he has to know that they're gonna be fireworks like right um like at baseball games like he if they don't say like they're gonna have fireworks he asks if they're gonna have fireworks because it's gonna set him off and he's gonna lose his mind same with like when we go to disney he's like i know the fireworks coming so they're not gonna start me but if like there's like fourth of july like it was like two days after and um like a firework had gone off and he was like what the? like it just catches him so off guard and you can just see him kind of freak out a little bit but it and then, like you learn how to like like when he needs his space and when you can like kind of like sit and just be with him or like if you can talk to him uh, because even just sometimes, he'll just, there'll just be a day where he just does not feel good. Yeah. And like, mentally and everything. And you just know that. He just needs a day to himself. And he just, like, and it's always, like, more of, like, when he gets stressed. It, like, learn, like, it's, like, people always talk about, oh, like, you learn, like, your parents learn, like, how you, like, do things and everything. And, like, I had to learn how to read my dad to tell, like, what's the best like is he okay today or like how do I approach him and everything like because sometimes you just never know yeah and it's hard especially with different circumstances and preparing you know my dad I cannot we live in Florida too and so or when where you once lived um <laughs> but we yeah. live in South Florida and so we went to Disney all the time and so there were countless times and I'm sure still will be to come of where fireworks would go off and completely catch my dad off guard you know and so things like that fourth of July same way like you know obviously you know there's fireworks but then when they're before and after same with New Year's and so you literally have to learn how to I don't want to necessarily say cope with your parent but find their their ways to kind of ease that and so he'll be like hey you know fireworks are coming you know just be aware because if if my dad knows that they're coming then it's not a huge deal but if it's when that they they're like surprise (laughs) and that's when it's that's when it's hard yeah and like it's even like hard to like explain to people sometimes that don't like know that that like kind of will set people off like you hear about it like with people that get 
um, the, even just civilians that will have those things. And I don't think people separate the difference between being startled by a gunshot just because you're a civilian and the difference between a military veteran being set off by a gunshot. You have to learn how you're like, you have to learn how they react at the time because you don't want to be caught in the crossfires of him freaking out sometimes because you know because like I said like you never know how they're going to react sometimes it may be just a little jump and he just kind of like whoa or it could be like a whole freak out which I've never luckily never had to experience like absolutely going like losing losing it because of gunfire or fireworks like caught him off guard yeah um but it's always a concern. You always, you're always worried about your parent. And, like, people are like, you shouldn't have to worry about your parent. Your parents should always worry about you. Well, like, there's there's exceptions. Like, I worry right. because I, like, because he's my dad. I love him. He's my hero and everything like that. So, yeah, it's really hard sometimes. But, you know, you learn. And I think it's, like, becomes more of like just routine like if your dad gets caught off guard and you don't even like notice yourself like being quieter when you do certain things because you don't want to startle him like when I get up at night I'm always quiet I get up in the middle of the night (laughs) I'm quiet because I don't want to startle him so it's like those things I'm like why do I do this so quiet like even like when I'm just at home and everybody's up I open my door quiet. I'm like, why do I open it quiet? <laughs> yeah. Like, I can open it loud and everybody's going to know that I'm just coming out of my room. But if it's the middle of the night, I'm like, ooh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. You get this kind of sense of maturity where it's like, all right, well, now I'm going to be hyper aware of my surroundings and what I do and what's going on because of X, Y, and Z. And I don't want those things to happen so you know even going out in public I think any military kid in general like we have our eye on the door we know how to get out we know how to you know I think that's just any military kid in general but when you're living with a parent with PTSD it's like making sure that they're comfortable um when we go out to eat it's always my dad sits down first and then we all sit down yeah um so he has you know that seat and people don't get that people just when we go out with friends they just sit down and we're like okay like hold on (laughs) <laughs> let's wait a second so it's that just awkward you're like, thing wait wait wait, wait. Like, <laughs> yeah you're like hang on hang on Maybe he's gotta <laughs> sit down first they're like <laughs> yeah or like you just like after so long you learn like where they're gonna want to sit like, exactly we oh my gosh i remember when i was my dad would just be like get up, get up, and you're sitting there i'm sitting here you're sitting there and um i would be like why? I would sit here, though. I want to sit across from Mommy. I don't want you to sit across from Mommy. I want to sit across from Mommy. And he'd be like, I'm sitting there so I can see the door. And I was like, I was like so lost. I was like, <laughs> I don't know why you would see the door. We're not waiting on anybody. Right. And then you like learn you're older. I'm like, Dad, why do you always sit in a specific spot? He's like, so I can see the door because I'm going to lose my marbles if somebody dangerous comes in there and I can't see anything I'm like hmm. right <laughs> like it all makes sense when you finally like ask like when you're a kid you don't like think of like asking those questions you're like why is the sky blue like right you ask questions 
that a seven-year-old ask out of 20-something, like, why do you always choose to sit by the door or sit first? And you're like, mm, yeah. see. <laughs> so. It all kind of starts to make sense in the end. And honestly, you have to live through it to be able to understand it and know it. And some people don't. And that's just, yeah, it's how it is. But that's one reason mm-hmm. that I love like the military community because we all get it. We all understand. There are certain things that we all do differently than a civilian would. And I mean, that's just the way it is. And so, you know, making these military friends and military connections and having them, even yes. if, you know, they are from Germany and, you know, you <laughs> live closer together now, um, yes. you know, it's just. Those people are just the most incredible people because they actually understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like something that like it's just a whole other experience. And you take it for granted when you get older and everything, which is kind of odd. Like when you're little, you're like, oh, my gosh, I go to castles every weekend. And now you're like. <laughs> I sit in my room and watch YouTube every weekend. (laughs) And I like, it's just odd to like, when you like look back and you're like, look at your younger self, like when you're younger and like all the things that you experienced, you're like, I don't do anything close to that anymore. (laughs) So you always like, that's why my dad always took pictures because we were young, not only because he wanted the pictures, but like he got a whole professional camera. That way we could have all of our memories saved on film. And it was really cool. And I really appreciate it because there are pictures that just, like, um, that I just love looking at. Like, I have just this one picture. It's just me. I was being cute and I was posing when we stayed at this really cool resort in the middle of the Alps in Germany. And they're behind me and I'm just sitting on this like rock wall. And it's like one of my favorite pictures of me from when I was little. Not because it's a good picture, but just because like that's like who I was as a little kid. Because I was spending my time just gallivanting across Europe as people want to say <laughs> to me a lot. Like you went gallivanting across Europe as a kid. How could you want more? I'm like, because I want it back again. I want to be traveling all the time again to different countries, different cultures. Like traveling to a different state is not the same as traveling to a different country. No. With no. A different language, a different culture entirely. Like it's something different. Yeah. And it's really cool to be able to experience that. And, you know, traveling in the States is cool. And, you know, we have some cool things here, too. But that's just that traveling abroad that's so unique and so incredible that it's hard to explain. And I mean, I didn't Mm -hmm. live overseas, but I've been to Scotland before. And just that experience is incredible like hands down one of my favorite trips um and nothing comes near that especially just because of the history in other countries because the U.S. is so so new compared to other countries still and it's insane and mind-blowing um and you know walking around Scotland my dad is like that house is probably older than this country is than the United States is and it's yeah. so so unreal to think about that. So the it's last definitely something crazy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
there's always so many different things that that you don't think about and you don't you don't realize until you actually step out of this country and you know get to experience something else. Mm-hmm. And so one of the last things I want to ask is what advice would you give to another military child? I would probably tell them like just take advantage of the opportunities you get. Don't be like, oh, I can do that tomorrow. Do today. Like I know people even say that about just everybody says that for everybody. But when you're a military kid, you really gotta listen to that because you don't want to miss out on something. Like I remember as a kid, I always said yes. I don't say yes as much anymore because which I should, but I don't. <laughs> because like as like a kid, you're always saying yes, but when you know you're in a really cool place, you're like, yes, I want to go. Even if it's somewhere that you end up not liking, yeah. you still are like, I'm happy I did it. And to just not like feel defeated either when you do become a retired military family, um, a retired military kid, where you're no longer an active duty military kid. And don't feel defeated if you move out of your military community and don't feel like you are so different because yes, you are different, but that's what makes that gives you something to um, like show people to give people something to talk about with you and a way to make friends. That is how I made some of my friends here in Texas um, when I started going to public school after my private school. And it was like some people are just super intrigued by it. or even your teachers because then your teachers even ask about it and then they tell the class, well, so-and-so was telling you about when they lived here or you even speak up in your history class and you're like, well, I went there and it's really cool like because I saw that like you're like oh I've been to that castle or I've been to that building or seen that artifact and then they're like what and so then it just is a conversation starter and I think you really have to take advantage of it and even if you're a kid that hasn't been out of the states there's so many people that have never even been out of the state they were born in they could live on the border of the state and still have never crossed the border of the state yeah. Which I think is crazy. I know so many people that never left the state of Texas. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like it's, it's true. You sound kind of mean when you say it, but it's so true. There are people that do not leave the state that they're boarding. There are adults that I've met that have never left the state of Texas. I'm like, what? Yeah. I like, I it was it's just crazy. But definitely, just take advantage of anything you get. Don't feel defeated. And I think it's something that you definitely will not regret being a part of. You're always going to run into somebody, whether it's another military kid or even like somebody that used to be in the military and that's an adult or even somebody older. And you still run into them and you're like, I have somebody to talk to about this stuff. And you talk about all this cool military stuff. And then you have somebody that you may not keep in touch with, keep in touch with. Like they told me their really cool stories and I told them mine. And it, it just gives you something that when you run into these people, you have something to share. You, like, 
you're never alone. Like, you may be the only person within two square miles of yourself that is a military kid, but there are people all over the world that are just like you. And you never know when you're going to run into them because you could be in somewhere in Greece and you'd be on a tour and somebody in your same tour group be a military kid and you're like, this is freaking awesome. Like, I'm here with all these other people that are not from the United States that aren't military and they know exactly how I'm living. It's yeah. Like, because they may not have the exact copy and paste experience as you, but they can still relate to the having that different, like, life experience in general, even if it's not something where they were moving around a bunch, where they were just in one spot. It's still different because that's not a job that every person has. That's different from having a retail job or an office job. It's a whole other realm of jobs. And it's really cool when you find somebody that knows exactly what that's like. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that advice because if you don't live in the moment, then, you know, it's going to be gone before you know it. And it's important to do, especially especially as military kids, because you never know when you're going to be moving again and you never know yeah. the different people you're going to meet. So I think it's really yeah. important to to keep that in the back of your head as as military kids and going through life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And Addison, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. And I really appreciate you being here. So thank you so much for being on. Well, thank you. I'm so glad I got to come on and talk about it. I love sharing everything that I share. <laughs> so it was really cool to be able to come on and talk about it. Yes. Thank you for listening to Grease of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.